You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, we talk about the Premier League and how they're handling their quarantine. I think this might be quarantine erotica. I'm not sure. (laughs) Quarantine hub. (laughs) We also talk to Matt Turner, the starting uh, goalkeeper for the New England Revolution. Absolutely hilarious dude. Jersey dude. And also we talk about how he's just got a week of bodies in front of him to get to the top. (laughs) Nothing stops Matt Turner. Not even you. Ladies and gentlemen, that and more on this episode of The Cooligans. Man like troops, back again. I've got my blood clot, Yang. All of that. Man came on the Cooligans and shut the thing down. Make sure you watch. If you don't, you're a ham roll, blood. Yeah, baby! Whoa, you saw it, it, it sounded nice and high pitch that yeah, one. That's about as far as I can go up that ladder, boy. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, what octave is that? Yeah. Okay. My neighbor uh, dropped the uh, envelope under the door that said, Hey, got a baby. <laughs> Please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got a baby sounds a little bit. Uh, Do you like, want uh, one? You want, <laughs> hey, I got a good deal on a baby. <laughs> Dude, there's a van outside. <laughs> there's babies, though. <laughs> and Hello, most everyone. Of them cute. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to the show. Welcome to the Cooligan. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros, baby. All right. We are your favorite stand up comedians that host the funniest <laughs> soccer show in the world. Absolutely. Okay? It's the. If you're watching anything on any screen, regardless of whether it's on your wall or in your hand or on someone else's wall or in the airplane seat next to the, you know, the next to you and you're not watching what's on your own, we're the funniest soccer anything <laughs> that's on that screen. Okay, on all those platforms. Uh, and we're excited about uh, today's show. We're also show. the gulliest. Oh, that's right. You can't forget that. Oh. How how could how could I? Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Okay, we said it. We're good. Okay, okay, we sorted out. Uh, we're excited about uh, today's show because not only uh, are do we have a lot to talk about, we're also going to be joined uh, by goalkeeper of the New England Revolution, Matt Turner. Yeah, or as I like to call him, the gully keeper. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> But it's out there now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You like to call him that. And we've learned. And it's also the first time you've ever said that. So first time I've ever. I didn't even think about it. I got to be honest with you. As soon as it came out of my mouth, my brain was like, what was that? <laughs> uh, no. So we're going to uh, talk to him about how he's uh, dealing with his uh, quarantine. Uh, but we have we have a lot to discuss uh, as well, because obviously we're still, uh, you know, this this is living room FC, uh, you know, and, and we're, we're all figuring out and handling this quarantine and these this self-isolation uh in our own way right we all we all try to maintain our sanity uh but we have to uh bring up what's going on with some of these premier league players because right. they're because having they're the only ones right like you've have you you've probably wanted to have some friends over right <laughs> yeah man you know uh the, a little yeah. human connection <laughs> okay a little cheek to cheek you, you know, know. <laughs> well, how are you doing how am i doing here's some money where's your clothes you know just a little <laughs> Simple interaction, you know, okay. As old <laughs> so, as time. Yeah, let, let's start with uh, the the news of, about Kyle Walker of Manchester yeah. City, uh, who is under investigation by his club for breaking the the quarantine and self isolation rules during the lockdown in England, uh, because he is under investigation for having a sex party at home. (laughs) Him and his buddy, you know, just two dudes hanging out, two straight dudes, right? And they said, hey, Hey, why don't we? We're both straight, right? You cool? You cool? I'm cool. We're both straight, right? Right? You know what we should do is we should call two ladies, but it's dangerous time to be out. Well, then who could we call that would be willing to come? Well, what if we offered some money? (laughs) And that's what they did. The wildest part about all this is prostitution is illegal in in the UK, right? In most of the world, yes. Yeah, right? It's just like, what, 50 miles outside of Vegas or something, and then that's it. And then Amsterdam, right? But in UK, it is. 
But apparently, it's like fully aware. Not he like admitted to calling a prostitute. Yeah, like all the some people call them models, but he's like, yeah. So I paid these models to come here and have sex with us. It's like you, you're you're making it illegal. <laughs> <laughs> just because they have Instagram profiles does not make it okay. <laughs> you can't just be like, no. Well, he's not a drug dealer. He's my friend, but he did sell me drugs. It's like, well, now you're both arrested. You see what just happened there? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not. You know, we're not trying to shame sex work, right? No, it, we, that's we're fine. Really, we have to shame him for breaking the the lockdown rules, especially after. He goes out and publicly says, hey, everybody, you need to stay home. We yeah. need to, you know, uh, uh, you know, bend the curve and stop the curve and all yeah. this other stuff. Flatten the curve. <laughs> Flatten the curve. <laughs> yeah, don't bend it. <laughs> we need to bend that ass. We need to bend that curve over. What? No, no, no. Kyle, you're Hold on. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> you're, you're clever, Kyle. I'll yeah. give you that. You know what we need to do? We need to make we need to make two curves clap. I'm like, no, Kyle. <laughs> That's not how that works. Stop throwing dollars at the camera. Here's the PSA. <laughs> so look, we don't want to. Uh, uh, we, we're trying to highlight like the, the 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 hypocrisy, and obviously we know it's difficult, right? It's difficult uh, to to stay home and, and not see your friends and not see your family. But uh, it, you know, to to process it this way and be like, oh, you know, I've been I've been home for so long. Well, you know, also, I mean, look, of all things, like. I, it's such a shame that you can't invite sex workers because there is a level of horniness that has been reached on the internet. It is dangerous. I did not, I did not think. <laughs> I mean, I bet you the people that work, you, you know who's the most stressed? Amazon workers, grocery delivery workers, and the people who handle the service at Pornhub. Those are the three. <laughs> and then, of course, healthcare workers. The, the internet has gone absolutely insane. Even healthcare workers, like, healthcare workers are like, wouldn't want that job. Wow. No, How do you do damn. it? Y'all are heroes. Just covered in mucus and blood. And he's like, damn. <laughs> How, How do they do it? Woo. A lot of, they're just wiping that stuff off. Like, imagine having to clean yourself off that much. It just and my favorite part about this is the UK is insane. Like they interviewed the sex worker and she was like, yeah, so my boss texted me and I didn't know who he was, but it was a high profile client. There's too much getting in the newspaper in the UK. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like interviewing the assassin. He's like, yeah, so I put like three extra bullets in my clip. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Y'all snitching on each other. <laughs> and then we also have the uh, uh, Jack Grealish uh, of Aston Villa, who his his Twitter account is amazing because there's one tweet of him being like, hey, everybody stay home. You you we need to, you know, flatten the curve, the whole thing. He did the whole thing. It was like the a next one. Second vi next video. Uh, I, I sh I'm very dumb. I shouldn't have been out so late. I shouldn't have went out. I, I just got cooped up at home and I really wanted to see my friend, my mates, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should have watched your own video, buddy. Because, <laughs> you know, because honestly, I really took it. I heeded that advice yeah, yeah, that yeah. you said uh, and I stayed home. <laughs> yeah, I love It's like those people like, hey, man, uh, it's like uh, the old pictures of like Maradona wearing like the don't do drug shirts. Oh, yeah. That's, this is the, drag, the Jack Grealish <laughs> version of that. And here's <laughs> the thing like, about Jack Grealish. Like he's He's like a he's like a great dude from even the videos you can tell from his apology. He seems like a great guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, very and I'm much only saying right? that because I'm an Arsenal fan and Arsenal's supposed to buy him. So, <laughs> so again, <laughs> accept his apology. Seems like a great guy. <laughs> yes, we uh, obviously so support him and just yeah. hopefully he can be a bit more of a role model. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he learned from I think his he mistakes is. because he, you know what you do? You get back up once you make a mistake, buddy. You apologize and you move it. Exactly. You move forward and yeah. sign with Everton. And that would be really I'm excited. Okay. All this right. is uh, maybe what our second New England Revolution player uh, on uh, what well, we had an, a new, our first ever player on our a podcast originally before it was a TV show. That's right. Former New England, New England Revolution player Juan Agadello. Juan Agadello. Uh, but we uh, said we're not having any other until he's gone. <laughs> Probably wasn't great for our game. Yeah, well, you can hear his voice and you can probably see his face. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, the starting goalkeeper of your New England Revolution, Matt Turner, everybody. Matt, what's up, dude? Nice intro. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. What's going uh, on, dude? First question. I know, Christian, you will get to it in a second. Okay. Yeah. But uh, you know, born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, myself. Okay. All right. All right. So we got a very important question. This is what we ask of everyone from Jersey, and there is a wrong answer. Okay. Is it pork roll or is it tail of ham? 
Tune. Yay, oh. my guy. Obviously. We got we got the editor right now is just putting exploding cured meats <laughs> into the show. Okay. <laughs> Most of the budget is the cured meat the yeah. graphics budget. That yeah. Spending a lot of money well, on Well, I gotta that. buy it to taste it first to make sure it's right. <laughs> but that's right. Well, uh, dude, North right. Jersey boy. In fact, you want to hear some crazy. So I'm born and raised in Newark, living in Brooklyn now. Mm-hmm. Christian born and raised in Brooklyn, had to move to Jersey last year. And guess where he moved? Take a Park, guess. Ri- Park Ridge, New Jersey, bro. No yeah, way. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no way. Uh, I'm currently in Park Ridge, man. That's what's up, man. We got to link up when I'm back. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no doubt, man. Please. So the, being that I uh, I live here now, I'm not super familiar with the area. Uh, okay. What is there to do here? Because it seems like there's only four stores. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, they just had that new whole like Wegmans complex in Montville. There. Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of nice. You know, there's a Chipotle there. <laughs> that's what's okay. Up. Guys, and, welcome uh, to North Jersey, where the exciting thing <laughs> yeah. is we got a Chipotle yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, nah, I mean, you got to get, I think the biggest thing about being in Park Ridge in that area is uh, the best part is just all the local delis, local pizza shops, you know, all of them are family owned, family run. And so you get some good pizza there. And I'm a frequent flyer at Davies, Davies Locker, Davies Pub. Davies Davies Pub. Okay. I've seen that place. I haven't gotten in, but I've seen it. They got the best buffalo wings I've ever had. Their, Their wing sauce is really, really good. They have these, like, they have also these crunchy wings they're called. It's like fried chicken, basically. It's really, really good. Okay. They pour a good beer. Dog, so. when this when this quarantine is over, we're doing an episode from Davies Pub. All right? Yeah. Because yeah, I heard live, wings. Live from Davies. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Wings and cold beer. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out like the best slice in town. We got to get you set up, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really unfamiliar. So because of the quarantine and and uh, I'm I've been able to like walk around a, a little bit. Again, I I don't spend too much time around here. Right. And I walked around and I found uh speaking so Davies Field. There's like a, a I don't know if it's new or not, but there's a like a, a soccer pitch uh not far from me that I I would have never known if it wasn't for the quarantine because I, I it made me actually walk around and and see what yeah, the town right. looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but but who's I, this I, Davy guy and how is he getting into every business? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome to Davy's Car Wash. Have you been to Davy's Postal Service? Godfather, <laughs> Godfather, in Davey, yeah. I guess. I don't know. This dude owns Park Ridge. <laughs> so, Matt, let, let's at least start with the uh, with obviously uh, a, a lot. Of, we we've spoken to a couple players, uh, no, none uh, that are goalkeepers, uh, about how they're handling. Uh, their they'll, their self self isolation and figuring out how to maintain uh, fitness. What what are what is what are goalkeepers doing uh, to maintain fitness during this quarantine? Well, first of all, what I'll say is that it's been really great because now everyone sort of understands what it's like to be a goalkeeper because it's just isolation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always isolation, no matter what. So next time you want to be hard on a goalkeeper, just remember what it's like to feel like (laughs) it's this moment right here. (laughs) It's this, it's literally this now, but for real, I, uh, they've given us workouts and stuff to do. It's a ton of running, not a big, uh, not a big runner. So I do a lot of like jump roping, lifting as much as what I have around in terms of like some dumbbells and, uh, just trying to stay active. And I think the biggest thing for me right now is, is diet. It's been pretty challenging, like mentally, you know, you miss competing, you miss being out on the field. You miss like this big part of your life is just kind of taken away for a while and put on pause and, and you don't really know when the end is. So that, that part of it's really tough, but you know, keeping fit, staying like physically healthy is the most important thing right now and just like i said eating healthy staying active every day and and not just laying around playing fortnite (laughs) (laughs) it's got to be tough because for a goalkeeper like for people who i guess forwards and you know the outfield players you know running is a big significant thing but maybe that's not the most important thing you have to do your reflexes are more important but you can't be jumping around your living room you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like how do you Mm -hmm. is there a way to keep your hand-eye coordination or are you really trying to convince them that fortnite is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly it's part of it but no i uh i i I I think like for me always, even in the off seasons, I approach it in a way where you're not really going to lose your reflexes. You're not going to forget how to dive. Yeah. It might take like a week or two to like kind of sharpen up again once you get back. But overall, um, 
it's almost good for your body too to like not be diving around on the ground uh for a while so i think like the biggest thing is just getting some touches on the ball with your feet just having that feeling and yeah i don't know like as a goalkeeper i, I have in my back alleyway actually behind my apartment i have sort of like this conundrum of stairs and so like to get from one level to like the top level there's actually maybe like a 20 inch ledge that i can like jump on and off yeah so i've been able to like do some sort of <laughs> yeah your stuff, back like. backyard sounds like a mc escher painting yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, pretty cool actually yeah in this actually. quarantine you learn you learned how to do parkour that's really dope <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> is it is it weird to like um, feel uh, this? Re- I, I imagine you feel physically refreshed and like you don't have like either like injuries or, or your back pains or things like that. Is it weird to feel that way, uh, especially after the season started and after preseason and everything? Uh, yes, <laughs> it is definitely pretty weird. Uh, it's just weird not having like. You we MLS off season so long, yeah. so you go yeah. so many months without soccer and not playing, and I, I felt like I was really growing into you know my role in New England, and then everything just kind of ends when the playoffs like when you get kicked out of the playoffs in Atlanta, and then you know I obviously had two stints with the uh, with the national team, didn't play any games though, so like now I've gone from October yeah. to january to finally in february i got to play in some friendlies and then at the end of february i played in our game against montreal where i ended up getting injured so it's like i miss the the feeling and like that camaraderie that comes with like putting your body through like the emotions and physical challenges of games so it's it's like going away from that for so long it is feels really weird. Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, you know your the chance you got with the men's national team, um, and you also started soccer kind of late. Like I think it was 16 years old when you first started taking it seriously, and here you are getting an opportunity with the men's national team, the highest level you could get in your country. So when kids ask you for your advice, do you just be like, whatever, take your time, don't even try? <laughs> what, what, yeah. The hell do you tell children? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm probably not like the the picture perfect advice giver in that sense. Uh I'm very unique, uh unique story. So if people ask me for advice about, you know, oh, how do you get to where you got? I just say you need to make sure that what you're doing you enjoy. Yeah. And I think that's why I got into soccer and stayed with soccer in the first place because I played baseball since I could really walk. And I started, I played, did all the hitting lessons, everything, played till I was 18. But there was something about soccer and something about when I watched the World Cup in 2010. That was the first soccer I ever watched when I was 16. And there was something about it where I was like, this sport is just, there's nothing like it. And I'm talking, I'm, I was an avid sports player. All I ever wanted to do was be outside. I played football, basketball, baseball, hockey, like you name it. I was outside literally playing it or playing it competitively. And so to go through that. So, you know, everyone, like I always say this because I think it's funny. Like everyone was freaking out about the Vuvuzelas. And I just thought that like, that was totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. This is what the World Cup sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I like, yeah, I like playing I soccer because the sound of bees. <laughs> my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was just normal. I don't know what was wrong with that. Like, but then I started reading up and people are like freaking out about this. You know, it well, got so, Vuvuzela's got so popular that YouTube actually added a Vuvuzela button to other soccer highlights on YouTube. So you could hear it in the background. That's true. During the 2010 World Cup, they were like, yeah, yeah. if you're watching like an old Ronaldo yeah. clip, they're like, just here, click this button. You'll hear the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm curious, how did you feel uh, when you were st- starting to play and starting to take it more seriously and, and you know, and and, uh, and trying out for your high school team, uh, getting into into college? Like, because I've like... I got into soccer late as far as like playing it. I used to watch it as a kid, like the FIFA games were the thing that got me into the sport. But like I, I, I like I joined like a Sunday league like six years ago. Right. After not really. Play, I'm trying to learn how to play soccer in my 30s. Uh, it's very challenging. So like, yeah. how, did you ever feel like like, bro, this is too everybody's too good or this level is too high? Like, how did you push yourself to be to get to the level that you're at now? Yeah, I've always had this weird like adaptation ability. Um, when I was a, when I was 
10, I was playing with like 13, 14 year olds playing baseball. So I've always been able to kind of my, my coach, my baseball coach growing up, anytime there was like a really big jam, he would, even if I had already pitched like the day before, he would put me in it as a pitcher. I think it's always just been like this competitive nature that I've had that has allowed me to just continue to grow. And, and I think the biggest thing is just always being open, uh, learning and being open to criticism and, and trying to, you know, if you make a mistake, you know, taking it on board and, and not making the same mistake. Although, you know, sometimes you have little overlaps, but, um, that's not anything to get too, yeah. too hung up on, but yeah, there was definitely some times like I didn't, I couldn't even take my own goal kicks until I was 18. So I always had my center back, like, come yeah. back and take. I didn't know how to kick a ball <laughs> and I have huge, I have like huge feet. So I have like, I have a size 14 Jeez. foot. So like I had to sort of learn how to like contort my like foot and leg and hip. So I yeah. get under the ball. It took yeah, Cause you got a couple of Thor's time, hammers but... hanging off your ankles. <laughs> That's exactly. I mean, oh my goodness. It's like walking around with an extra <laughs> People say, how much do you weigh? I'm like 190, but I'm all. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably a good swimmer with uh, those fucking flappers on. (laughs) See, that's where I I think I went wrong. I should have probably uh, approached swimming. Yeah, they're like, that guy's not even using his hands. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I couldn't couldn't take my own goal kicks. But there was something about just being a goalkeeper and being like the challenge of – of keeping the ball out of the net that like always intrigued me when I was really little, I played soccer. All I wanted to do was be a goalkeeper and like my coach never played me. So then I switched. That's really that. rare by the way. Nobody so wants weird. to be, I always got put isn't in goal cause I was fat. Isn't that weird? That's like, that's where the fat kid goes. <laughs> that's who started. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Finally some retribution. That's our men's national team. by the way. <laughs> fat man's national yeah, team. Dude. Yeah. Y'all don't get everything. You tall, beautiful, big footed people. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us short fat guys got one role, and that's to stop a ball sometimes when you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> now, you also, we talked a little bit yeah, about how you so. lived, uh, you grew up in Park Ridge. I grew up in Newark, very different city. You, fortunately or unfortunately, got a chance to play in Newark for a team that I don't think exists anymore, right? The Iron Mountain Express. No, they they folded, but I'm pretty sure they're going to make a comeback. Ooh, I've heard. Let's go, Quarantine okay. Express. Yeah, Alexis will be the head coach. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, get a water break and eat one of the burgers. All right, <laughs> that's kind of how I coach. <laughs> what um, what were did you? So you you played for Richmond Kickers. You played for um, uh, Ironbound Express. Uh, all these sort of smaller teams. I know Richmond Kickers is a much bigger team than than Ironbound Express. But at any point, did you sort of question yourself? Did you question, is this the right move? Or are you that competitive that you saw a future where you were going to become like a full-fledged pro, top-flight pro? Yeah, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good question because I think after my freshman year, I didn't play in college, I didn't play. And then my sophomore year in college, I played for 45 minutes and ended up on ESPN outside the number one play. <laughs> And then I haven't seen this. Um, I haven't so seen this the, play, but I'll, I'll yeah, we'll t- it's, it's out <laughs> okay, there. I'm going to look it up. What did you score from <laughs> one end from the goalkeeper or something? Uh, no, I, yeah, the ball, like hit the crossbar and went straight up in the air and I like turned back to the goal and tried to like jump and catch it. And it like, <laughs> okay. Oh, damn. Like, off the, off the shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, Down Jordan Pixar was yeah. worse. <laughs> it was, it yeah. was similar. I, it might have been worse, but it was similar. Okay. At least it was like in college, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, but that's when I start like having doubts, you know. I'm like, all right, well, maybe, you know, maybe I should just focus on my finance degree <laughs> here and you know, be part of the be part of the team just for fun. But um I just something I had been so the previous summer, so between my freshman and sophomore years, I spent uh five weeks in Brazil playing. Oh wow. And that's where I, I learned a lot about myself as a player. And I thought I, I was in a professional environment. It was like a professional academy. And that's the first time I had ever been in that sort of, uh, sort of environment. The team was called Desportivo Brazil. I think they're in like the third division, but it was still their yeah. academy. And, uh, and that was like pretty cool. Just came, opportunity came up through my father 
did business down there, knew somebody who knew somebody. And uh, they took a look at like some highlights of mine and they were like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> like we're not going to pay yeah. him or anything, obviously. So if you're going to come, you can come. So that was like a cool experience. And that opened up my eyes because these are some players. I mean, you should have seen that the 13 year olds, the 12 year olds. I'm like, these guys could legit come, step onto my college team right now and literally boss. Yeah. These kids were amazing, but it's crazy. You know, they, not all of them can get the, the opportunity out of there. Anyways, that's when I was like, okay, I think maybe there could be a future for me in this game. Cause I'm playing with guys that have been to bigger clubs, played for some big teams in Brazil. And a lot of, a lot of teams in Brazil would like send their players to this Academy on rehab assignment. Okay. So I played for their U23 team for five weeks, played against Cruz Azul, their U23s. Like, so, so got some really good experience. Yeah. And so then showing up sophomore year, like Fairfield had brought in uh, some kid on a full ride uh, for over from England. He was like, you know, Nike Academy, Leicester City, Barnsley, like all these, pl- all these places, big, uh, big resume. And I'm like, all right, well, this kid's on a full ride. <laughs> Thought about transferring. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm just enjoying my college life. Like school is good. My work, my school and life balance is great. I'm enjoying playing soccer every day. So I'm not going to like give all that up just because I'm not playing. I think that's, that's stupid. Yeah. So anyways, I, I, sorry to digress, but I feel like that's part of the story to get to the, uh, to get to that summer between my sophomore and junior year. I was like, you know what? I want to try to play soccer through the summer. The only way to do that really uh, as a college kid is play PDL or MPSL. And there's tons of PDL teams in, in like the, the New Jersey, New York area. I go to Westchester Flames, try out, cut. I'm like, all right, that's not <laughs> because Westchester Flames is like the worst team in the league. Because <laughs> they can't spot talent. That's, not, <laughs> that's the yeah, problem. Yeah. Actually, I, hold on. Why don't you continue yeah. that story on the other side of this break? We'll be right back with more with Matt Turner after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to bring it with a word from one of our sponsors, us and you, and maybe even Ali Krieger. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so, uh, yes, Gully Squad has been uh, litter than ever. Uh, oh, wow. It's it wild, Liddy. In fact, some of us, <laughs> people came in and said, hey, we heard you were having a party. You're going to get a ticket because of coronavirus. So I said, no, no, no. It's just Gully Squad. They said, all right, well, then please continue. I'm sorry I interrupted. <laughs> okay. And then I tip my cap to the officer. Uh, so, no, uh, Gully Squad has been uh, again, especially during this quarantine, we, we've, we've spoken about how it is more than just a, a you know, just getting some uh, extra content. It is becoming a, a very much a full-fledged community of, uh, of people uh, sharing ideas, sharing stories of comedy, uh, uh, everything. So, uh, and and yes, you may have heard recently on our, on we did a Zoom call. We did a, the first Gully Squad happy hour. And, and that, was, that wasn't even us. That was just the, the Gully Squad members putting that together. Shout out uh, to, to Peter. Garcia, who who uh, who had the idea uh, initially, and he uh, wanted to get drunk with other members, and let's go, you know. Yeah, and let me yeah. tell you something. I think it started around what seven, seven, six p.m. It started at six p.m. Yeah, I logged back in at like eleven thirty, and it was still happening, dude. Bro, that's how that's how we do it. I, Gully Squad, bro. Gully Squad. It ain't it ain't called Softy Squad, my guy. <laughs> okay. Also, I mean, how did you know my nickname in high school? <laughs> yeah, that's a, is that that's the you know the 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 Mister Softy Truck uh, uh, subscriber service. Actually, I got it after prom. It was a really, I mean, you know, first time drinking yeah. whiskey. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I hate that it's stuck. I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but if you wanna, yes, the, the 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 Gully Squad Happy Hour was unbelievable, and we. We had a, a special guest join us, uh, Ali Krieger of or the Orlando Pride and the U.S. Women's National Team, two, two-time World Cup champion, just hop hopping in uh, Zoom calls hey, uh, uh, with hey, us. Christian, how many other how many other uh, podcast fan group Zoom happy hours <laughs> do you think two two-time World Cup winners be hopping into, or someone on the cover of People magazine? <laughs> uh, I can't look. I'm I'm rifling through all my paperwork. You hear right? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. trying to I'm trying to get through it. Uh, I honestly cannot find anything. I'm, I, and I have the records. You I'm know? trying I'm, to add it up right now, and you can hear my my, my uh, calculator with the paper, with the paper. You can hear it going. There it is. And look, it's a zero. The, the number is zero. So you can no. stop rifling through all your paperwork with your. 
your your what are the the, the printer with the that all the paper was like port, the like dot matrix yes. dot matrix yes your dot matrix paper <laughs> you can stop looking at it dude <laughs> no but I love I can't let it go you no, know no keep it for sure keep it because you need a, you need the records for seven years <laughs> for tax reasons what I'm saying is you can stop rifling through it for this oh, oh okay okay well we'll we'll, we'll get through this break then yeah. uh, so so um yeah look that that those are some of the things that uh, are possible if you join Gully Squad there's a lot of fun um not only is just it cool content but uh fun surprises like that and we are actively trying to you know make it more than just a you know uh, just just sending you an extra 20 minutes of uh, of a podcast a week or or a month or whatever we're trying to like offer gully squad members a a, a genuinely fun experience uh similarly to what we get to have you know I, we're, we're trying to put out something really really fun and cool and it's, uh, it's all the uh, stuff we would have wanted when we were just soccer fans and didn't have a podcast or a TV show. Total, it's totally. like this is what I would I would have loved to have been hanging out on some you know conference call or something like that. You know, and all of a sudden, a, a, world, a two-time World Cup winner just hops on from you know her backyard, just hanging out. Sure, you know, it would have been nice if Ronaldinho would have called from prison. From prison, yeah. dude. Imagine we were his only phone call. <laughs> Yo, how lit is that, dude? He's like, so, Yo, I ain't even trying to get out, dog. I just want to say what was good. I just made this phone call to say what was good. I don't need to talk to no lawyers. <laughs> get the Gully Squad on the phone, Ew, dog. <laughs> What are my lawyers going to do? I did this shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So please join Gully Squad. Go to SoccerCooligans.com and hit the Join Gully Squad button. I promise you uh, it is as fun uh, as these breaks. Uh, We have have a good time with it. And, uh, yeah, you'll you'll have unique experiences and really cool things. And you'll help the show grow. Uh, So please, please do that. SoccerCooligans.com and click on Join Gully Squad. All right, welcome back. We are still here uh, with Matt Turner of the New England Revolution. Uh, so, Matt, you were, yeah, please continue. You were talking about the Westchester Flames, the mighty Westchester Flames. <laughs> mighty Westchester the mistaken Flames. Westchester Flames. Yeah, so they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they, they cut me and then turn around, try out for Ironbound Express. They're like, ah, eh, maybe. You know, I don't have a resume, I didn't play any college games. So they're like, ah, eh, maybe. Try out for NJ Luso Parma or something like that. Cut. You know, just like not hearing back from teams, starting to get like really discouraged. Go back to Jersey Jersey Express for like another sort of like second round tryout, and then a third. And every every time it's like fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks, fifty bucks. I'm like, this is just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I I picked up a job. I was uh, <laughs> I was. Working for fun services, I was, you know, the big blow up bouncy houses and blow up yeah, slides yeah, yeah. and like all that stuff. I was going to schools like fun days and like setting those things up and like manning the ride, manning them, making sure the kids were following directions and like breaking them down. Those things are <laughs> heavy, lifting them, going to, and so eventually at the end of all the tryouts, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll sign you, um, but you're just gonna really be a practice player. I'm like, that's fine. I just want to play soccer throughout the summer. I have a, I have another job. I like to like have some beers, so it'll be a perfect balance. And uh, so the first game we have is an uh, – there's a couple games, but there's an Open Cup game. And the guy is like our starting goalkeeper. Around NJIT, there's a one-lane yeah. track. And he's running on the one-lane track. I guess he gets like distracted or something, and he steps off the side. Twisted ankle. Out for the Whoa. summer. So I'm now I'm like from number three. <laughs> this guy's, this guy's screaming on the ground. So you I'm, call I'm, that fun house company? Like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's sick. I worked for them all summer. Still? I worked for them all summer still because I they express weren't paying me. I needed yeah. some money. I was like, all right, I'm still I was waking up at like Ugh. 5 a.m. working this job, get back at four, sleep until six, go eat dinner, go to practice at whatever, 7 30. To come back, wake up, do it all again. That was a yeah, tough man. summer, but it was worth it. Taught me what I definitely don't <laughs> want to do, which is work in that uh, implant <laughs> service. Anyways, yeah, so uh, then so I'm number two. And then in, in the Open Cup game, there's the starting goalkeeper for Rutgers was our goalkeeper. And he dives for a penalty, and the turf is so, so crappy. <laughs> <laughs> at NGIT, boom. 
hit uh, <laughs> So now, so yeah. now I'm just like Matt, Matt is just crossing one. names I, off like Kill Bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the worst thing you could get, you could do to Matt is get in front of him. My <laughs> guy, <Yeah. laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the guy, the starting goalkeeper for the New England Revolution comes out. He's like, "Yo, my house burnt down. What happened?" And Matt's like, "Oh, weird. Weird how that Maybe happened. you should take care of that. Uh, Maybe you know, it's you kind of more of the, the priority, game. right?" <laughs> Jesus, what do you got? A couple of voodoo dolls? No, man. Well, I'm glad it worked out. That's fine. I always say that. Yeah, you friends with, with with Carol Baskin. Like, How are these people disappearing? <laughs> 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 oh my god uh, yeah i i can't even say i always say like my career has always been like this perfect storm of like for you man. not for everyone else there's, there's, there's a there's a, a sea of people with injuries <laughs> selfishly. and, and yeah. selfishly. <laughs> so i i come into this number one role and then uh we end up having like an amazing summer uh bill godet the former red bull goalkeeper was my goalkeeper coach and he sort of started seeing things in me and that I never really saw yeah. myself because I've never had a goalkeeper coach that had tons of playing experience. My goalkeeper coach at college is an amazing goalkeeper coach, amazing at developing youth talent. But like his biggest fault is that he never like played at a super high level. So it's hard for him to like see that yeah. and nurture it. And he's learning, you know, he's still a young goalkeeper coach, but having Bill there who played in the league, I'd never been there with, uh, with somebody who like played in MLS and, and for him to say some of the things he said to me and, and point out things that I did really well, just gave me so much confidence. And so we turn around and, and, uh, we have an amazing summer in that 2014 summer, we go all the way to national semifinals. It was just like a really good experience. I'd never experienced that much success in soccer, like winning on the field. I'm playing really well. And since we made it so far, it was pretty much just like a week overlap until um, I was back in preseason with Fairfield. And I showed up to preseason. I was fit. I was sharp, sharp as ever. And I took the number one spot and, you know, set a national record for zero, zero time. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we were the most. We were the <laughs> I was going to just ask you and, and you already answered it, but I was going to say like, there must've been someone throughout this course where that, that really pushed you to kind of just believe in yourself. And uh, yeah, I'm just happy to, you know, kind of hear that story. Yeah, it was the woman with the cauldron yeah, that he knows. That's, the <laughs> that's just <laughs> that's really inspired him. Davy's witchcraft. It's a small store, right off Park Ave. Just make a right at Davy's divorce lawyer. <laughs> that's gonna have a Park Ridge neck tattoo real soon. Yeah, be great. Yeah. <laughs> you Puerto Rican, not as Park Ridge. <laughs> Park Ridge, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and we'll 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 get to it. Uh, um, we'll talk more about it a little bit more after the next break but i, I did want to ask about you you speaking of uh uh you know goalkeepers with a lot of experience that coach do you you're one of your brad friedel was also one of your uh uh coaches and yeah. obviously uh just an, an esteemed uh goalkeeper but you know well you know it's very public and and he had a lot of you know either uh, disagreements or issues with with uh, uh his coaching style uh is is i you know i'm not here to ask you to trash your ex <laughs> ex coach or anything keep in like mind that, that the first conversation i ever had with brad frito he fat shamed me so feel free to say whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> he was uh <laughs> he did it jokingly though like we were all joking around <laughs> But I was like, you're really going to make the, I said, you're really going to make these players practice twice a day. And he looked at me. He's like, you look like you could use a couple. I was like, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. He, can, he keeps right, it real. Like like <laughs> yeah. what, what was, um, as far as having uh, such an incredible goalkeeper as, as your, as your head coach, uh, what was that like uh, for your time with him at, at the revs? Yeah. So this is going to sound like super lame, but I sort of remember, people reaching out to me being like, Oh, it's so cool. Like, this is an amazing goalkeeper. 
and me sort of being like, well, I didn't really like get into soccer until 2000. Yeah, you didn't know who he like. He was just this like <laughs> he was just some guy goalkeeper yeah. at the time who was like pretty good, you know. But I wasn't. I didn't know everything about him. So, um, but I mean, he had some career. The guy was just an unbelievable player, so knowledgeable. Just like things just didn't quite work out. We didn't get it done on the field, um, for whatever reason it was. But having him as a goalkeeper, or not a goalkeeper coach, but having a goalkeeper like him as a head coach, um, one, I'm so grateful for it because he looked at me in the light of um, what I was doing on the field, which for my first two years, I felt like I trained really well with the res. Like at some level, I was like, man, like I really feel like maybe I could be on the bench or maybe I could get closer to getting a sniff. Like we're not doing that well. But I knew that I had to bide my time. And that's why when I went to Richmond, I went with an open mind, knowing, knowing that this is just something that I have to do. It's part of the process. It's part of climbing the ladder. So many goalkeepers in America have to go through this process. And it's important for me to play games if I want to develop. So I knew that like, if I wasn't going to play for the first team, I'd rather go on long yeah. and sit on the bench, even if that was like the yeah. real pecking order. Anyways, like I said, I'm super grateful for him coming in because he didn't, I was undrafted, you know, he, so the former staff, you know, they see me as this undrafted kid, really raw, hasn't played for the, you know, any big games, doesn't have any experience. And Friedel comes in, he's like, this kid can yeah, yeah. play, he can make saves and that's enough for me. And so he, he had no agenda. He came in and he wasn't afraid to take a risk and give me a chance. And then also in saying that, he can find fault in a goalkeeper's play more so than yeah. other coaches could. So he can like equate because he was so amazing and the game was so easy for him. You know, I was, I was still learning. It was my first year as a full, full-time starter. And um, yeah, so I don't know, like it was kind of a double-edged sword in that I could rely on him for advice. And, you know, we've chatted even yeah. still recently, but he would bring down the hammer when, you know, uh, at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to shake things up. We had three good goalkeepers in new England. And if you weren't getting the job done next man up, it was like a rotation. It was like, if you were like the, the, the top guy, <laughs> you would just like go down back to number three wow. and just like cycle through. But you know, for me, I've been in all the positions now. So it's like, okay, I know what it takes. Like to, if, if, and this is another thing I always say to, to kids, like whatever your task is, whatever somebody gives you to do, you need to just like do it and you can't think about what else. And that's why when I was the number three, my job was to train really hard, push the other two to get better and myself, also get better, but be more of a support person. And then as a number two, it's a little more like tricky because you're pushing to play, but you need to be patient, but you also, you, you need to be supportive yeah. as a goalkeeper. You need to be supportive to your other goalkeeper and you're part of their warm up. So you're like helping them get ready for games and getting the feelings of games. And, and so number I, one you know, is what you wear like and, sunglasses all the time. <laughs> Pick up my bags. Yeah, number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had talked a little bit about sort of Brad Friedel giving you the opportunity to become number one and what the rotation was like. And eventually you get a call up to the national team. And that's absolutely insane, right? For to, from where you started, 16 years old, deciding, oh, what's this cute little game? These people kicking the ball around uh, <laughs> that people have been trying so hard since they were kids. And I'm just going to decide to walk in with my flappers on my, on my leg <laughs> and uh, just take over. So then you get a chance to be at the men's national team. Was it hard to turn down the men's national team because you had to go back to work for that fun house company? <laughs> <Fun> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> no, I, I, um, it's funny. Like I kind of tell you the, the story of my first call. I haven't told this to anybody, but uh, I feel thank like, you. I'm compelled. You guys would really like this story. So I live in the neighborhood of Westridge. Uh, so like one of the elementary schools in Park Ridge and my mom works at the school. And so she's worked there for years. So every year on Halloween, kids just flood our, our house because they know all oh, that's where Mrs. Turner lives, you know, tons of candy. So the last four years were usually done by Halloween. So 
because we just haven't made it that far yet. Anyways, we uh, so my mom and I every year we're like, okay, let's uh, make this a little boozier. <laughs> <then>. so, <laughs> have a couple of drinks. We give out some candy to you know the trick or treaters, and it's like a really nice time. You know, I have a niece that lives in town. She's almost three, and and so she comes over. She gets and drunk. It's, it's, it's really crazy. Nice. So this year, <laughs> She's like the margaritas <laughs> are a little weak this year, <laughs> Grandma Turner. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who ate all my snickers <laughs> don't make me punch somebody right in the face i don't know if that's what your niece is like <laughs> so i hit up i hit up target earlier like maybe the day before because i have like nothing on my radar it's almost in my mind i'm thinking like okay jane cam hopefully jane cam hopefully jane cam and I don't even like realize that there's an international window coming up. So I go to target. I get myself a cookie monster. <laughs> and I go. You know, yeah, of course I'm ready, ready to go I'm ready for Halloween. <laughs> and so it was like a little small on me too. Like mind you, it's like a little tight. And, uh, but it was all I had left. So I'm sitting in my cookie monster onesie. I'm playing some Fortnite, waiting for my mom to get home from work. She gets home. She's hanging out. Um, and all of a sudden, I get this phone call from a random number. I never answer random numbers. Of course. Double-click the whole button. It's a scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to gaming. Back to gaming. Then another thing pops up. It's like text message. And it's from Greg. And it says, hey, Matt, this is Greg. Yeah. Greg Berhalter. Call me when you get a chance. I'm like, yeah. It's- yeah. It's, yeah yeah what is going it's on it's a prank like, it's, it's, it's this is right it's now, trick or know? treat so, it's a trick yeah <laughs> it's your niece in the other room yeah. fucking with you she's exactly, like let's exactly. do greg let's say <laughs> <Greg Berhalter." laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah so anyways i i go into the next room i i call him and he, he you know tells me that you know he's gonna bring me he wants to bring me to the pre-camp and yeah that's pretty much what it was it was gonna be a week and uh that was just uh, that feeling and living that day and was something super special for me and my family to be able to be there with my mom and dad. In your and cookie monster onesie. Yeah. You know, Thank God he didn't FaceTime you because he would have been like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> I know. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I think we're yeah. good. Oh, I'm exactly. sorry. Wrong number. Exactly. I gotta... <laughs> Matt Turner of the New England Revolution. Uh, we, uh, you know what? I, it, it, after having spoken to you uh, this long, I, you're great. You're a funny dude. Hilarious. Really chill. Really chill. It, it really makes me think. I'm like, is this dude really a goalkeeper because goalkeepers have a, just psychologically a little bit different They're you know broken individuals <laughs> you you seem a little too humble to be such yeah. a good goalkeeper <laughs> how is this how did this happen it's it's yeah it's that's a weird one i actually get that a lot people are like are you sure this is the right job for you i don't know i just i've never been the type of person to take myself too seriously i think that's like a really important part of who i am and and it helps me as a goalkeeper because <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, I'm goofed up. I'm goofed up as a goalkeeper. Like I, you know, what yeah. happened to me last year when I, you know, car crash. Right, right, right. Wayne Rooney. And, you know, like people, you know, come at you, you know, and it's just like, come on, you know, it's kind of hilarious if you think about it. Like if you're going to do it, you might as well yeah. you know, do it kind of big. <laughs> but I don't know. That's, 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 that's what it is for me. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, I think it's part of, partly my background like having tons of friends, like not really being yeah. in the game that much in, in soccer that much. Like my friends played football <clears throat> and hockey and they're still my best friends to this day. So they hold me accountable and keep me. Yeah. Grounded as, well, I, I'm as also well. curious about your uh, now Bruce Arena is your head coach now. Uh, the, the, the last I mean, since he got there, the New England Revolution are feeling like a, a, a rejuvenated uh, club. And obviously, uh, Gustavo Bo, uh, Carlos Hill, like the the team is just having a lot more fun uh, uh, com- uh, comparatively to the to, to the past. Uh, what what is that first um, kind of what was that first injection of excitement and and what what did Bruce Arena bring that was like oh things are clearly different now? Yeah, I think like I think the beginning of that was just Mike Lapper like taking over as interim and just right. kind of like steadying the ship, simplified the way we were going to play. It was like kicking every ball long. And we're going to press teams 
and that's it. We're not going to play out of the back and press teams back and blah, 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 blah. We're going to, and if they break their press, we sit. You know, he just simplified it for us and it made it like, it gave us a very clear message of how we're going to approach games. And we just started like cranking out wins. And when Bruce comes in and he sits us down and he says, hey, I'm not perfect. I don't pretend to be. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to mess up. You guys are also going to, but we're in this together. And I've won in this league. I know what it takes to win in this league. And yeah, yeah. Let's like go on this journey together, you know? And guys just yeah, felt yeah. He a brought, little refreshed. It just I felt like he, he brought a little bit of that, you know, he spent so much time in LA. He brought that LA Zen, you know. <laughs> he's also got that Brooklyn yeah. background. Yeah. So he's get, like, hey, we're all going to chill. But if you step That's to right. me, okay, I will break. <laughs> Your neck in front of your family, yeah. you know, him and your niece, him and your niece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know who, but my my dad, my dad's actually born in Brooklyn, born and, and raised. You in get Brooklyn. it. It's like I, I don't know. It's funny. I could see it kind of like in Bruce, and it's funny, you know. So we have a, a good relationship, and I think the biggest thing is players feel like they can be completely open and honest with him and, and things are uh, a two way conversation when the conversations are happening about yeah. tactics or. All right. Thank you for tuning in everybody. Uh, thank you again, Matt Turner uh, for joining us. And just a quick uh, reminder, this uh Coming Tuesday, we we will have Ali Krieger and Ashlyn Harris on the show. Uh, right. So make sure you tune into that. We're becoming really a goalkeeper fun. only show, apparently. <laughs> That's what we do. So, yeah, Matt, is there any? Uh, maybe you want to plug your social media. Is there anything you want to uh, let people know where they can see you? Yeah, no, just you know, follow me Twitter, Instagram, same handle, Head Turner, uh, Head to <laughs> Turner. Or, too deep, <laughs> two hours, man. Don't get it twisted. But uh, no, guys, thanks for having me on. And uh, look, oh, no doubt. Uh, all right. So make sure you follow yeah. uh, at Fubo Sports at Soccer Cooligans. Uh, yeah, leave subscribe to the review. YouTube channel. Uh, leave a five star review. Make sure you do that as well. So, with that said, for Matt Turner, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooligans! The Cooligans! Oh. <laughs> <laughs>